Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Today, I'm pleased to introduce my special guest, Dorit Palvino. Dorit is a nutritionist, female desire expert, creator of the Feminine Energy Current Course, and the host of the weekly podcast, Health Begins with Mom, where she takes moms from feeling sucked dry to confident, energized, and sexy as a woman. She works with moms who struggle with lack of energy, hormonal imbalances, low libido, thyroid issues, and weight gain, and helps them to own their lives, trust their body, and reclaim their feminine sexual power. She lives in Toronto, Canada with her husband and three daughters and two guinea pigs. Dort, it is a pleasure to have you here on this episode. Thank you for having me, Sue. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's dive in. We all play a number of roles in our lives. These roles do not necessarily define us or they shouldn't define us, right? You talk a little bit about the things that happen to us after we become quote unquote moms, that role and have children. Yeah. So I think for me, uh, and I see this with my clients too, once we become moms, like you said, you know, once we become, once we, in, not inherit, once we get this new hat and we begin playing that role, um, it's almost like we can, we have two lives, like in that, that moment when your life splits, it's your life before you had kids and then your life, your life after kids. And the life after kids, I feel like it's, there is, there is a lot of self-sacrifice, um, a lot of, and a lot of it is also, it's the conditioning and it's the culture and it's the society that we live in that basically uh, expects and puts a lot of pressure on women, especially to, you know, be responsible and be the, ta- the caretakers and to be the ones who um, make sure that the meals are done on time and the laundry is done and the kids are taken care of and they're not walking around snotty all day. And if the kids get sick, it's, you know, immediately, I, I know at least for me, it's like, you know, it's, it's somehow my fault. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of processes that are super, very, very highly important, deep processes that happen, especially, you know, psychologically for us women who become mothers, um, that we, in this process, we lose ourselves and we lose that connection that we had with who we thought we were before we became mothers. Does it make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think, I think that's such an important thing to, to focus on is the fact that we, we do tend to lose ourselves. So prior to having children, we have this 
I know I did, this beautiful image of what it's going to look like to have a family and raise a family and be a mom, right? And then we have children and we're looking for that hallmark vision or that Norman Rockwell painting of everything being just absolutely, you know, gorgeous and, and storybook-like. And yet it's not, you know, the storybooks are not real life. It's a story. So we tend to lose ourselves, I think, in the respect that we are expecting so much to be different. And then here we go into this parenting world and daily, moment to moment, um, exhaustion perhaps at the beginning, that how do we see ourselves in that moment? That's big picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, this fantasy. And I think a lot of us, and I talk about this in my practice too, um, the, the becoming of the mothering, the process of becoming, it's the graduation, graduating from the world of girlhood and stepping into real womanhood. And in that, it's the owning of who I am as a, as a human being, who I am as a woman, who I am as a leader, who I am as a, uh, as a friend, as a, um, um, as a wife, and also as a mom. And a lot of the times, because we are so embedded in this fantasy of, you know, this romantic fantasy. I know, I remember I had this, like for me, motherhood was just rocking on the chair and, <laughs> and gracefully breastfeeding. <laughs> and that very quickly ended the first month I had my first daughter because I couldn't breastfeed. Um, so right there and then I felt like I just, I had, like, I just was punished for some reason. Like, why can't I have what I want? And, and then this desire for like controlling things and, and then also learning how to live without needing to control. So it's like, it's this like mix and mash of, of, emotions and feelings and in the midst of all that you're supposed to raise good kids who will turn to be good humans and you're supposed to have you know a solid connected relationship that god forbid god forbid you know you might also um want to enjoy good sex together like there is so much that I feel like we women are bombarded with mostly self-induced, um, but it definitely has a very heavy price that we moms pay. For sure, for sure. So let's let's fast forward here and say that you know, as parents, it's really as as moms, since that's what we're talking about today, it's really important that we tune out the outside noise. And so as we tune out this outside noise and can start to connect more deeply with the inner voice, our, and not our cultural conditioning inner voice, <laughs> the inner voice from our heart space of what we really want this picture to look like, we know that many moms struggle with you know, energy, with, with self-care, with the ability to carve out that time to, to be who they need to be for their own connection. To themselves, let's say we, you know, we talked about losing ourselves. So let's flip the switch here and talk about how do we reconnect with ourselves in that inner heart space of 
what do I need to take good care of myself? What self-care practices are important to me? So I know you do a lot of work with helping you know, moms with their energy and their self-care practices. Can you talk a little bit about what that can look like for those moms that are listening that may actually need to start looking at that or feel like maybe that's something that's missing in their lives? Let's, let's share some ideas in that arena. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. Um, so the first thing that I would do with a client is I would tell her, okay, so first of all, the fact that you are working with me or with any other coach, it means that you have decided that you matter. So that's amazing. And even if somebody is listening to the show, I want to acknowledge you, the woman listening, the fact that you decided, you know, you were scrolling through and you decided to click on that title or subject line, it means that something in it speaks to you. So I want to acknowledge that as well. So the question that I would ask a woman, and it's an important question to sit with, is take a piece of paper and I want you to write down the five things that matter the most to you. So I remember when I did this exercise with my coach um, about five years ago, mine were my family, my marriage, my business, my community, and then something else. I don't remember what it is. And then she said, okay, so why are you surprised? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you're exhausted. You're burnt out. You feel like you are drowning. You feel like everything is hard. And it's clear to me why. And I'm like, why? She's like, well, where are you in this list? And that moment was like, holy, <laughs> like, you know, I had to kind of like sit back and face the truth. The truth was that in this attempt of my, me trying to please everybody and keep the, you know, the calm vibe in my home together and, and, and make sure to be the obedient and the good wife and the good mom and the good sister and, pair and, and, and daughter and all of those things. I have completely, I've, I haven't even prioritized myself at all. And I feel like as women who are becoming mothers, it's such an important, I think it's a skill. I think it's, it is a skill, um, maybe a mindset even, because when we are, before we become moms, there is no even a notion of us needing to prioritize ourselves because all we have to take to care about is us, right? But then there is this moment, the shift, right? I talked about this splitting, this double life <laughs> that we right. have. Right. Um, and in that moment, all of a sudden, you have to take care of yourself and you have to take care of your kids and you have to take care of the relationship and you have to do this and this. And, and it all becomes just too much. That's, where, that's when moms tell me, Dorit, I feel like I'm drowning. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, it's too much. I can't do this. Um, and so the, the, the question you asked me about the energy, um, I refer to energy, uh, I don't know, maybe that's my languaging because I am a feminine energy expert. For me, it's really all about flow. It's all about finding your rhythm. And what's so beautiful for us, and I love that this community, Sue, that you've created here is, you know, Conscience Mothers, um, so I think it will resonate with them very, very uh, well, is this 
idea, it's not really an idea, it's that it's the understanding of that biologically, we have the best health coach that is with us all the time. And it is our body. Mm-hmm. And especially as women, we have that beautiful gift that so many of us regretfully think of as a curse. And that is our menstrual cycle. It is our period. Mm-hmm. And that is by far the biggest gift that opened the biggest um, window into flow and just relaxation and dropping that pressure that I was putting on myself. Um, it was the biggest, it had the biggest impact on me. So let me tell, do you want me to talk a little bit about the, the menstrual cycle and the phases and how, how we can use that as women to get into the flow? Well, let's, let's just touch on that briefly. Okay. So basically, it's really important for you to understand that as a woman who is still cycling, who still has uh, a period, and even if you don't have a period, I can talk about that a little bit later. But if you are cycling, you have a menstrual cycle, there are four phases of the cycle. There is the first one, it begins with the follicular phase, and then there is ovulatory phase. And then there is the luteal phase, and then there is menstruation. Now, the follicular phase is the week right after menstruation. And you can think the easiest way to think about it is if you think of a month in terms of four weeks. So each phase would be roughly a week long. Now, what happens to us as women women and as females is that biologically, our hormones are constantly changing. Each week, our hormones, we're getting a different cocktail of hormones infused into the body. And what happens is these hormones, they affect how we feel, the level of, um, uh, our level of wanting to connect and to socialize and how we even, you know, our cravings for food, they change. Um, our levels of concentration change, uh, how much um, we you know, our desire, our libido change, like all of this changes in response to these uh, hormones that are changing. So in in essence, what is really important to understand as a female is that when we eat and when we socialize and when we move our bodies and when we connect and when we do whatever it is that we do, it's all coming back to hormones. We do all, we do it all from the, from having from understanding our biological design as females first and foremost. And then everything else kind of like trickles down. So for example, let me give you an example of a client of mine who started working with me because she was complaining that she has low libido. So we started working together. And in the beginning, you know, so I talked about this immense sense of pressure, like this obligation, like for example, her biggest pain point was that she felt like her husband is not satisfied. And so she would, she was highly um, encouraged to pay for coaching to solve this problem. It was that bad because she, she was afraid that she would lose the relationship, that they would end up 
you know, getting a divorce. So this pressure, right? It's this immense sense of responsibility that I'm supposed to, you know, um, be a dutiful wife and offer him my body and fake my orgasms and all that stuff. Um, and then what's happened was that I slowly over time, I've taught her how to understand her body and how to organize her life in response to those changes in her, in her body, in alignment with her cycle. And now six months later, she's a completely different person. Did her husband change? No, he's the same man. He's this, you know, he has the same needs, nothing changed, but what changed is is her. Now she understands herself. Now she has the permission to prioritize herself. Now she no longer feels like she is obligated to do anything. She feels totally fine to say, no, thank you, or not today. Um, just because she understands, it's like she's tuned back into the rhythm, right? She understands that it is, it's about the flow. It's not about, oh, if it's not, if if it's not happening now that it's not going to happen for, you know, then it's never going to happen. And then we, you know, and then, you know how we have this tendency as women to get ourselves hyped around like drama and fear and self doubt. And like, it's, it's like a never ending cycle. Instead, when you understand how the cycle works, you know that, okay, right now I am in a phase that my body doesn't have a need for connection. I'm not primed for socialization. And it's okay. I will get back to it in the next cycle. Mm. So in this sense, what happens is it's a very highly self-empowering tool um, and, and, and path to understand yourself better, to ditch the guilt, ditch the shame, um, and, and, and gain that massive power over yourself as a human being. So all of a sudden you become the creator, you become the designer of your life and you have so much more freedom to offer yourself in you know many different ways to whoever you choose to as opposed to feeling obligated or pressured or like you have to or you're supposed to right and then so many women and i'm sure sue you can relate resonate with this as well remember we talked about this on my on my podcast um as women we have this tendency of um not be truthful i think it's because we are taught Maybe we're conditioned to not say the truth, not to share what really is happening to us. So, so many women that I connect with have this tendency of, you know, saying things and not really believe in them and, or, or, um, pretend, um, like they're not who they truly are, um, playing small in, in their life, um, choosing job or work that is not really in alignment with who they are as a person. And it's just because, um, you know, they have to, they have this obligation to, uh, to provide for the family. Right. So all of this stuff becomes so much easier when we as women understand ourselves better biologically, psychologically, emotionally, and even spiritually. And it just makes life so much easier. 
I love, I love how you put that. And I think, I think really understanding ourselves and listening to our body, you know, not only in the ways in which you describe, but also in terms of what we need to feel that we are taking care of our body in the, you know, quote unquote, culturally defined self-care arena. So, you know, for example, doing things for ourselves and with ourselves that honor who we are and what we need in this particular moment. moment. So one of the things that I like to do that really energizes me, it's very silly, I'm going to say, but it may be silly to others, but to me, it means a whole lot. And that is, I have a very specific candle that I light, oatmeal cookie. <laughs> mm. And that particular flavor and candle is, is like peace for me. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but totally. so mm. there are these little things that I think as, you know, as we're talking about females today, we will be talking about things with dads coming up in other episodes, but today we're talking mostly about moms. And I think that finding those things that do resonate with you outside of the things you described in your moment to moment, you know, day to day, what fills you up and fuels you? And, you know, maybe it is sex and, and that, you know, go for it. But there may be other things that speak to you too, that you have an easier time connecting with in the moments where you don't feel like you want to socialize or you don't feel like you want to be with another. We're entitled as human beings to want to be with ourselves, to seeing ourselves as a whole person and, and as a whole person having needs to energize, fuel, fill us up, right? And we talk a lot about, you know, in this arena of conscious parenting, a lot about how important it is to fill your own tank before you try to help others. So you mentioned, you know, the society kind of puts this pressure on us to be caretakers, do the laundry, make the meals, take care of our kids, especially when our kids are sick and, you know, their homework and all the things that come into organizing and managing, let's call it a family. Can't do that if we don't manage ourselves first. And so I think our body also cues us in to when we feel low, when our energy is low, when we might need to light that candle, go for a run, sit out in nature look at the birds, you know, comment on some of the leaves, whatever fuels you, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to add another thing, since you talked about um, that this podcast is for moms. If there are men listening to this, I want this to also be um, clear because it's a, it's a very important piece when, especially if, you know, if you are living in a, you know, in a marriage, uh, heterosexual marriage, you know, when there is a female and a male, um, that it's not to say that this is just a woman's kind of job or responsibility. In a sense, now that I practice this kind of lifestyle for the past uh, five years, almost a little bit more than that, um, I am just my. It's just mind blowing to me to see how it affects every everyone in my family and I'm, I'm married. I have a husband and we have three daughters. And in a sense, now that I practice, you know, um, living cyclically and living in alignment with what I call, I call this the feminine current, 
what happens is that my husband, he's fully 100% on board. And we even have a, our own languaging around this. So my husband has, he calls them the four flags. So he, he has the red flag, which is when I'm on my period. And then there is the green flag, there is a yellow flag, and there is the orange flag. So we even have a, our language around this because it helps uh, our it helps us to feel more connected to each other, but also it gives us the permission to rest from one another. Um, and it, it helps, it gives my husband, I've noticed that it gives my husband a strong sense of, it's like a, it gives him a, this permission to take care of himself too. Because, you know, this was one piece that I kind of, I did, I overlooked, like I have, if I'm, if I'm totally honest, I, I totally overlooked when I just started doing this kind of work with women. I used to say that, you know, women are the ones who are burnt out. Women are the ones who are, you know, carrying the majority of the load. And while this could be the truth, when the more the conversations I was having with men, so with my husband, with my brother-in-law, with even with their dad and my own dad and, you know, other men in my community, there was pre, it was pretty clear to me that men are burnt out as well, right? So if, for those of you who are familiar with the work of Louis, uh, Louis, Howes, Louis Howes, I think his name, mm -hmm. uh, he wrote the book, uh, The Masks of Masculinity. He talks about how men are also, they also have the sense of pressure and responsibility to provide and also to take care of, you know, their, um, of the, of the woman and, and the kids and the family, it's a huge responsibility. And then what happens when you, as a woman, when you begin this process of getting back to yourself, getting back to the roots of and finding, you know, what it is that I like, what it is that energizes me. Oh my gosh, it's this like simple thing as light, lighting a candle, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Exactly. And all of a sudden I see my husband signing up for martial arts courses or getting a session like at a, float, uh, at a flotation tank, um, random, like out of the blue. And then I realized that the more he sees me taking care of myself, giving myself the permission, communicating this, right? So I teach the process that is called the four C's, compassionate, crystal clear communication. Really finding what are the things that you need, what are the things that fill, you, fill up your cup, right? So your example was lighting this candle. Um, you know, for me, it's hot showers by myself, going to the bathroom by myself, <laughs> you know, eating food that is warm. I'm so tired yeah. of eating cold food. Um, you know, those things, I really had to sit with myself and, and write them out. Um, going on vacations by myself <laughs> or, right. or with my husband. So all of those things. And when you do that, it energizes you. It reinvigorates you. And then, um, I remember in the beginning, so you said um, that you, were, you think that your uh, audience is not ready to talk about sex. When I talk about sex, it's not so much, you know, the dirty aspect of sex. It's more understanding our bodies as females and then using this body for pleasure and owning the fact that we deserve to feel good in our bodies. And so many women that I work with, they don't, they don't know how. So many of them, they tell me, Dorit, I'm 
so shy. Like I'm just, I'm so shy to talk about sex, you know, like they don't even dare to, to admit that they want it. Mm. It's like, it's normal for women not to want sex. It's normal for women to kind of only have sex to, to satisfy their husband's need for it. But it's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's such a huge piece of who we are, right? It's like I see women all the time living so much in their head that they forget that they have a body. Well, it's the conditioning too, I think, you know, that brings us into how we've been culturally conditioned and socialized as children. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll save that for a whole nother episode of Conscious Parents Thriving Kids where we can really dive into that. Um, I, I think you have shared some incredible things. And one of the things I just want to highlight is the flags. I think that is just incredible because, you know, oftentimes we, a spouse might say, you know, kind of like hemming and hauling and, and then blaming the period for whatever's going on. Right. But to have the flag brings like a celebratory process for each phase that we might be in in a way that honors that phase for us and for them and what everybody needs. And I think that is such a key element in how we look at our bodies and how we honor the process of what our bodies allow and offer to us in so many different ways. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. So as we wrap here, wrap up here, I would love for you to share where people can find you, Dorit. Yeah, so the best way is my website. So it's doritpalvinov.com. I'm going to spell it out for people because I know it's a handful. D-O-R-I-T-P-A-L-V-A-N-O-V.com. I also have a podcast. It's called, um, in the beginning, you introduced it as Health Begins With Mom, but I actually renamed the show um, very recently. So now it's called The Confident, Energized, and Sexy Mama Show. Um, would be amazing if people can find me over at Instagram. Uh, I go by at Dorit Palvanov Coaching. And also Facebook is a great place to find me. Um, my Facebook group is called The Confident, Energized, and Sexy Mama, Mama's Village. So Beautiful. search it up. Yeah, and I would love to connect with you. Let me know where you fi- found me, that you've heard me over at this podcast with Sue. And I would love to connect. Beautiful. Well, thank you for all that you've shared on this episode. I really appreciate you being with here, here with me today. It's always fun to talk with you. And thank you all for joining us. Remember, every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.